I haven't really thought it through, but I imagine that in physics you could almost separate all the things that can be measured in the moment, like force, and things that can't be measured in the moment. Excuse me. No, I'm all right. Oh, crikey, I didn't smash it. Oh, she didn't care. I thought I smashed my phone then, but I didn't. I actually tripped over just then, and there was a young lady there sitting by the fence talking on her phone, and she watched me fall over. It was actually a decent fall, and uh, she didn't even draw breath. You know, she was speaking in Chinese, so I don't know what she was saying, but I thought, I thought it might be, well, are you were right there, sir? <laughs> but it was, um, anyway, she was saying to her, her friend, because I know Mandarin, she was saying, anyway, you won't believe what she said. She is such a bitch. Force can happen in, a, in, a, in an instant, in a moment, in time forces can act on an object in a moment in time and um, work, for example, which can't happen in a moment in time. Uh, because to, to do some work, you have to, you have to be, for example, exerting a force which can uh, be measured in a moment in time for an extended period of time, you know, over, over a certain distance, you know. Um, to, to actually do any work, you have to apply a force for a lot longer than just a moment, than just an instant in time of zero seconds, because if you apply force for zero seconds, a moment in time, well, you haven't done any work yet. None. Get to work. <laughs> right. Um, so, look, I was, I, was, um, I was chatting away there, and I was, in my head, made, you know, distracting myself with the idea that, hmm, there are two different types of um, things in physics. Yeah, looked at one way, and that is things that can be measured in the moment, you know, and um, things that can't be, you know. So, um, I guess distance can't be measured in the moment, or else it's not distance, or it's distance, a distance of zero metres, isn't it? So, um, oh look, leave distance alone. Hey, um, velocity, now that's something that can be measured in the moment, uh, you know, like in my car, if I take a photo of the speedo right now, it will indicate that at the moment, in the moment that the photo took an image of my speedo, I would never do that because I'm driving hands-free. Uh, in the moment that I took the photo, I was doing 30 kilometers per hour because that's what I'm doing right now, okay? So velocity can be measured in the moment. Force can be measured in the moment. Um, 
work can't be. You, know, you have to actually uh, exert a force for a fair bit of time, even if that's for one nanosecond. That's a fair bit. Of, that's a lot of time. One nanosecond is an extraordinarily long period of time. You know, longer than the time that has elapsed since the dinosaurs were here. Not really, but you know what I mean. Um, compared to zero um, seconds. You know, a nanosecond is an extraordinarily long time compared to zero seconds. It's um, an infinitely bigger time. <laughs> you can't even divide by zero. It's undefined. Okay, so... Oh, and uh, as you probably noticed, um, I fell over uh, in that initial piece of audio and that's why I kept it actually because I thought that might be groundbreaking podcasting. How often do you get a 56-year-old bloke hitting the deck live on podcast, you know? So I left it in because that was amusing to me. Yeah. Um, I, f- I, I know how to fall well, you know. Uh, I wonder if kids know how to fall well anymore uh, because I don't think they play as much sport as we did when we were kids look some kids do of course you know that, that, that that's um, the sort of thing that uh, uh, makes me glad I'm not on social media you know when I make comments like that kids don't play sport as much as we used to you know and then you, you get some mother who would jump onto um, Facebook and say my child does you know more sport than you've had hot dinners mate you know and that sort of thing you know people people that that is a logic that it that is acceptable on social media it's a type of logic that is acceptable you know you, um and it, it and as I, as far as i know and i have some exposure to social media i tried it once you know um years quite a few years ago now, three years ago now, I think, and, um, and yeah, on there I saw alternative styles of logic, you know, um, but anyway, uh, that aside, look, I did fall over, oh, you know, oh, and, and the funny thing is, I fell over while I was talking about gravity, well, that's pretty funny, how often do you get a podcast where a 56-year-old bloke, um, falls heavily while he's talking about gravity. I love that. Um, With a Chinese girl chatting away to her friend next to him. How often do you get that? Um, So I thought it was a unique enough moment to leave in and not delete. I would normally delete something that was a false start, which that was. That was a false start of a podcast. Um... And, uh, yeah, and that, that um, young lady, I, look, I don't know if she was young or not, it was dark, one of the reasons I fell over. And she was just sitting on the, um, on the sort of fancy arrangement at uh, Woodlands Park there and uh, chatting away. And there was no one else around, just her and me. And, um, and I did fall right in front of her. And, I, you know, I effected a sort of roll. But, you know, as far as she can see, this grey-haired gentleman in a tracksuit, you know, it should be admitted, um, falls heavily right in front of her. 
you know. And my first um, instinct was to say, don't worry, you know, because I just assumed she would. Yeah. You could probably hear it in the tone of my voice. It's okay, you know, I wanted to put her mind at ease. Her mind was already at ease. <laughs> yeah. The Chinese could be very sad. Do you know, if I was on social media, um, uh, I would probably say, I fell over in front of a Chinese woman and she didn't bat an eyelid, she did not care. I hate the Chinese. <laughs> That's the way we do things on social media, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm glad I'm not on social media. I'm glad I'm on podcasting. Now, look, all I've chatted about so far is um, the idea. It takes me 10 minutes to say what you could say in one minute, but I like the way I talk. Um, I just noted for the record that in the world of physics, there are some things that can be measured in the moment, such as velocity and force, and some things that can't be, like work. Okay. Um, And I, I think it's worth noting. Now, the things that, well, in those examples, the things that can be velocity and force, um, you can draw a a picture of an object and draw vectors on those things. And, you know, because a picture, whether you draw it or take a photo of something, is in the moment. You know, I'm I'm obsessed with the idea of in the moment at the moment. Okay, so I take a photograph of a cricket ball in midair and I have taken a photo um, of that cricket ball in a moment in time. You know, that's the magic of photography. Now, I can say certain things physics-wise about that cricket ball, even though all I can see is that cricket ball in the moment. And the certain things that, you know, certain things that I can tell you about that um, is, for example, that there are forces acting upon it in that moment. And it allows me to draw vectors all over it, arrows all over it. Um, you know, an arrow pointing down, which represents the force of gravity on that cricket ball. Oh, I had an arrow uh, pointing down on me yesterday, and I hit the ground like a sack of spuds. I didn't really, I rolled nicely, because I know how to fall. Because unlike your son, lady, uh, I did more sport than he is doing at his in this day and age. You did not. <laughs> I'm not talking to you, lady. I'm talking about children in general, and I'm sure they play less sport. I just know it. Um, okay. Um, so, you know, that cricket ball or me, you know, arrow pointing down, snapshot moment in time. Maybe she took a photo of me as I fell. You know, maybe she's doing a physics podcast too in Mandarin. You know, that Chinese girl, and she was sitting on that fence doing a physics podcast, and she was talking about gravity too. And then this old bloke fell in front of her. It's fantastic, you know. And she's as zen as me, you know, detached, concentrating, focusing on what she's talking about. She's no different to me. She she is just, um, she has focus, you know. Anyway, so what she did... She was talking to her friend and... No, she was actually not talking to her friend. I remember now because I speak Mandarin. She was actually speaking a podcast into her phone and taking photos at the same time. 
Um, and um, she saw me, she was looking at me and she was actually analysing me as I walked along the road, saying, hmm, here comes a fat bloke. And um, now, gee, he must be pulling a fair few Newtons, she said in Mandarin, you know, because she saw me walking along. And she was saying to herself, I wonder how many Newtons he is pulling, that guy, you know. Um, anyway, um, she was a petite thing, you know, compared to me. And, uh, and lo and behold, just as she was uh, pondering all this and speaking it into her phone in Mandarin, an episode she was calling Force and Work, and, you know, Force and Energy, I think I heard her say, um, I fell, you know, and she, quick as Clint Eastwood, pulled out of, you know, she lifted her phone up and took a photo of me mid-fall. She got me mid-air. And um, right now... She's gone edit on her phone and she's drawing little arrows all over me, um, depicting the forces acting upon me. You know, the force of gravity downwards um, and a little bit of air resistance as well, you know, which is um, upwards, you know, because I was falling downwards. So the air resistance um, upon me was a force in the upwards direction, in the exact opposite direction to which I was headed. So she said, all right. She says, I'll make that guy out to be 88 ma- kilograms, you know, in mass. All right. He is, um, gravity is exerting a force on him of 880 newtons, she said. You know, so she drew an arrow downwards on my sort of torso in, at the center of my gravity. Yeah, I've got a center of gravity too. And that's not because I'm fat. I'm actually not even fat. Actually, in pretty good shape, actually. I used to be fatter, but I've been on a health kick for a long time, an accidental health kick. Uh, I spoke about that another time, and I'm in very good shape, actually. And, uh, and I was wearing a tracksuit rather than a suit when I fell, which I'm glad about. You don't want to be going, you know, I think tracksuits are a little bit hardier. Um, and, um, and so, you know, I was out on a walk, so I was exercising. Anyway, she's drawn a little arrow down, and she's put 880 N, capital N, for Newton. I think the Chinese like using the Western symbolism. And um, and then she put a, a little arrow pointing upwards from the, my centre of gravity. Um, and she put, you know, the force of air resistance. And she said, oh, that, that's it. There was no wind. She said, all right. Um, and she was so focused. I admire her greatly, you know for not wondering about my welfare and just being interested in my physics. Um, We'd be a match made in heaven, she and I, if only she was 40 years older. Now, um, it was actually fascinating she didn't care at all though, but it's not the sort of, look, look, and and that's the sort of thing that would bug other people, it doesn't bug me because I'm zen. Um, I, I have no expectation on her. Uh, asking, after, uh, asking after my welfare. In fact, I was a bit silly. Um, saying, don't worry, you know. <laughs> when she wasn't going to worry, you know. She was Chinese, and I fell in front of her, and she didn't care. That's Chinese for you. That's what I would say if I was on social media. All right, um, so that's that. Um, so, yeah, I really haven't talked anything more than that. Um about anything more than that, but I've talked about force, acting in a moment, 
Okay. Now, here's a thing. And I'm, I'm segueing here. Um, I was reading a news article yesterday reporting on a potential discovery relating to force in the physical world by some Hungarian scientists, you know, some damned Huns. Um, I think I saw the name Attila. I actually did. I'm, uh, I think I saw that someone's, one of their names was Attila. You know? Um, and um, if he's a modern Hungarian, he's probably a little bit to the right of Attila, the Hun. Uh, I got that um, joke from Avita. Uh, thank you, Tim Rice. And, um, and uh, yeah, in this article, this article was talking about force. Well, that was interesting. Normally I ignore news articles about physics. And I've got a reason for that. Even though I am totally into physics at the moment, I ignore news articles about physics. And and the reason for that is, and I didn't ignore this article because it happened to be specifically talking about force. I didn't ignore this news article, but most news articles about physics are way beyond my comprehension. And I think the reason for that is I'm into remedial physics and, and, and mostly classical era physics. You know, back in the time of Newton, I haven't really progressed much further than that. I actually don't understand all the modern physics, you know. Um, uh, you know, quantum mechanics onwards, you know. Um, so I'm pretty much locked in the past, and that's good enough for me. That still puts me in the top 80% of people who know anything about physics, if I know remedial physics. But I, I tend to ignore uh, physics in news articles because the sort of physics that I have any chance of understanding is old news. And you're not going to get old news in a news article. You're only going to get new news. So if you're going to get any news about physics in the news, it's going to be at the leading edge, the cutting edge of, you know, progress in the in the world of physics in the 21st century. You know, it's going to be really cutting edge stuff, which um, and it's, and that means it's going to be the sort of stuff that pretty much nobody on earth even understands you know if someone has something newsworthy about physics to report about it's not going to be force equals mass times acceleration the sort of stuff that i want to get into you know um uh, it's it's not going to be that it's going to be something really um you know something about what um uh, quantum phases of, you know, bosons, you know, um, falling in love with quarks or something and, you know, having a little baby and calling it a change. Uh, no, not a change, a strange. These are all, this is all the language of modern physics and I don't even understand them. Um, I'll probably get to it eventually, but I'm sticking with remedial physics. Uh, so... Um, 
anything I might find in the news is going to be really high physics, clever, clever, clever physics, way beyond me. Otherwise, it wouldn't be news, you know. For someone to report in a news article, stop the press, you know. Um, stop the press, uh, you know. Uh, speed equals di- velocity equals distance over time. Presuming you know what distance, you know, where where you're travelling. Because velocity, you have to know where you're travelling. You know, due north or something. Right. Stop the press. News article. News flash. Um, velocity equals distance over time. V equals S over T. We measure distance. We use the letter S normally. Small s for distance. Because we use the letter small d for so many other things. Which I won't get into. You know, derivatives and things like this. So we ignore. We don't, you know, you would think we'd say F. That's V for velocity equals D over T, you know, distance over time. But we don't. We say V equals S over T. Velocity equals distance over time. Uh, In the same way that we say work equals FS. W equals FS. Work equals force times distance. But we use the the letter lowercase s, you know, for distance, just get used to it, don't, don't, you know, don't challenge me, <laughs> um, I didn't make it up, okay, so, um, you're not going to get that as a news flash, that's a, bit, a little bit like having a, a news, you know, the front page of tomorrow's news saying Queen Victoria dead, you know, and that's not going to come up in the news, you know, that's old news, right, and in this sense, I think, um, physics has eaten itself because the only thing newsworthy about physics nowadays is stuff that nobody understands you know, that's why is your news article getting no hits you know you physics reporter you know, um, scientists are in a desperate state actually because who would you know hit you know, with uh, an, an article you hit them these days on your on your computer or on your phone you hit news articles with your finger to read them who would hit a news article on science these days because it's going to be so cutting edge modern you know all the stuff that is even understand comprehensible comprehensible um is old news now anything uh, Scientists must be desperate for to get people's interest up in physics because the stuff they talk about is too complex for all of us. I think science has eaten itself. It's too hard. You know, physics is too hard now. All the modern, all the all the newest discoveries in physics surely is too hard to understand. Um, uh, so I think what they do, they do what's called clickbait, and they dress it up in uh, language that they hope the plebs like me will understand and um, and they you know they might have a headline like uh, the history of the universe has just been rewritten Um, or uh, 
strong likelihood, say scientists, seeking more funding uh, of uh, asteroid hitting Earth and wiping out all humans in next 10 years. You know, so they say something like that. Absolute balderdash, you know, but they do it on purpose, you know, because physics has eaten themselves, eaten itself, and, you know, Kanye and Kim Kardashian are getting all the hits, and scientists are not, and they're desperate, so, you know, and the historians are like that, yeah, history is rewritten, um, uh, archaeologists, um, and all those sorts of things, paleontologists, you know, they find a, a fragment of bone, and, um, and they say, history rewritten, as of now, you know, and uh, it's got to the point where history is getting rewritten every day. It's losing its impact. I don't know what they're going to do next. They're going to have to get more desperate because still, you know, Kanye and Kimmy are getting all the hits. You know, um, I think you're fighting a losing game, physics. Yeah. I mean, I'm fascinated with physics at the moment, and even I'm not going to read any of your articles. Uh, but I did read one article yesterday, and um, and that was on force. And in that article, um, it, it talked about some Hungarian scientists who claim, oh, maybe they're after funding too, you know, history rewritten. I think that that, that was the tone of the article. History rewritten, you know, everyone... Get on the edges of your seats. You ain't you ain't read anything like this. This is more exciting than Kanye, yeah. And his and his new gospel phase. <laughs> I know about that. My goddaughter told me. And um, and they so it got my attention. So they got one hit. I reckon that's all they got. And they um, the article was this. Um, fifth. Fundamental force discovered. That wasn't the exact wording. I went, ooh, fifth. You know, that's like, you know, that's like when I found out that um, the current Republic of France was called, is called the Fifth Republic of France. I think it is. You look it up yourself, it might be the sixth. But, I, you know, I was, I was casually um, Googling you know, France one day um, and um, I think I was um, exploring constitutions for a much earlier um, uh, episode and um, and it said the current Republic of France, the fifth Republic of France, oh I said the fifth Republic of France, oh there's been four others yeah and that led me on a merry goose chase, well it wasn't very much a goose chase, it was a real chase, um, and I discovered, oh, of course, you know, the French Revolution went for a long time, there's been a lot of water under the bridge in France, and, you know, they've had, um, the, the French Revolution, for example, was a series of revolutions, and they tried one republic, and then that fell over, and then they had a sort of semi-monarchy again, and then they had another republic, and they had another go, and then they had something else, that maybe it was a bit socialist or something, and then they had something that was maybe a bit bourgeois, and um, then they had Les Mis, and then they had the Fifth Republic. And I think this Fifth Republic might have even come about after World War II, for all I know. You can check all that yourself. But the point is, um, uh, in this article, that took my attention. I got my highlighter pen out and highlighted it on, on my 
on the screen of my phone, which has been very annoying ever since, you know. Um, but, um, and they said, Hungarian scientists claim that they have discovered a fifth force in nature. You know, a fifth fundamental force in nature. And in the same way that I wondered what the first four French republics were in a previous episode when I was talking about politics, um, now I was wondering what were the, what are the four other fundamental types of forces, you know, because in these, in this podcast so far, in this mini-series called Physics, I've just been talking about force as if it's a universal thing, you know, force. Force is force, you know. Um, yeah, that'd make a good meme on your social media too, isn't it? Force is force. Oh, wow, people would say. That is profound. Okay, so as far as I was concerned, force, I was just talking about force as if it was just force. Yeah. You know, you know, and I was drawing diagrams of a cricket ball suspended in midair, and I had, that's the down there, you know, downwards is a force due to gravity, and, um, and, you know, out the back door of the cricket ball is a force due to air resistance, and there's a little force, um, out to the left, you know, um, due to, you know, there's a bit of a crosswind, you know, that sort of thing, and, uh, but I wasn't sort of, um, thinking when I was drawing that diagram, are these all the same types of forces, or are they different types of forces? And the answer is, they are different types of forces. The force of gravity is a very different type of force, or category of force, than is the force of air resistance. And, um, yeah, without trying to create too much suspense, gravity is uh, a very unique type of force, and um, and is a special category all on its own, you know. It's a force that matter contains. It's been measured, so we can say it contains it. Matter has a certain type of force in it, somehow. I don't actually understand how, but, you know, even me, I've got a, I exert a force of gravity. I'm like a small planet. Are you calling me fat Chinese woman? I'm watching you. You don't care, but I respect you greatly, you know, because you know how to focus on what you're talking about on your phone, which is no doubt a um, a podcast on physics in Mandarin. Or alternatively, you're just gossiping with your friends and you don't care about the bloke that just fell in front of you. Don't worry about that. Now, um, so. Um, yeah, without wanting to hold you in suspense, and I actually forgot about these four fundamental forces of nature um, when I started this podcast, but you know, this news article reminded me that there are four currently known fundamental types of force that exist in the universe and one of those is gravity that's a category all of its on its own, and it's something that mass seems to have inside itself if you've got two golf balls in space they're each exerting a force on each other I don't know what they're doing in there I actually uh, uh, I'm not a good shot and they come from me I I missed the pin by so much And, and then the next shot I missed as well so badly that those two golf balls I'm sure are now in space that's how that's how far I was off the green now 
So there's two golf balls um, in space which I hit. Um, and they're sitting up there and they're exerting a force on each other. And the force comes about via their mass, by their physical mass, you know. And um, it was described to me, you know, if you wanted to understand what this force of gravity, you know, the force that lives in mass. And obviously we really normally think about just the force of gravity of Earth because that's where we live, you know. Um, but, you know, these two golf balls are exerting a force of gravity on each other anyway, out in space. And, um, and uh, the way that it was described in this news article, you know, if you wanted to understand a little bit about how this force works, how these two golf balls even exert a force on each other at a distance, you know, they're looking at each other, you know, but they've got no eyes. Um, how are they exerting a force on each other, you know, a force of attraction? How are they attracting each other when they can't even see each other? They can't smell each other either, you know. They're just sitting out there in space. In what way, how are they exerting an attraction on each other? You know, like when I walked past that Chinese woman the other day, I was definitely not exerting any sort of uh, attraction on her. Uh, because she watched me fall and didn't even blink an eyelid. Um, and that, you know, but luckily I found her dog ugly as well. She doesn't mind if I call her that. She's zen. She's concentrating on physics. You know, she doesn't care what I call her. She's not offended. So, you know, where's the problem in what I just said? Seriously, you know, there's nothing wrong with what I just said. And she probably thinks the same about me, and we respect each other across the cultures. Now, um, but we have one thing in common, because people all over the world have things in common, and we have physics in common, that girl and me. Yeah. And gossiping. Yeah, we both like to gossip. Um, so, uh, now, what was I talking about? Yes, the two golf balls out in space, and... Um, and how are they exerting a force on each other if they can't even see each other and they can't smell each other and they can't hear each other? Well, the way they do that is, apparently, they warp space-time. Just by their sheer existence in space, they are warping space-time. A, a ripple in space-time. I won't even, I, look, I have a vague idea of what space-time is. It's, it's sort of space and it's sort of time altogether. Space and time are, are interrelated, you know. Um, and uh, it's a little bit beyond remedial physics and I'm concentrating on remedial physics at the moment. But just imagine, and don't get, you know, don't get, look, you probably already know what it is better than I do. I got a bit of an idea of what space-time is from reading a Stephen Hawking's book called A Brief History of Time once. And while I was reading it, I understood it. Five minutes after putting the book down, I forgot again. But I, um, I feel really good about myself because whilst I was reading it, I understood sort of what space-time is. You know, I can still remember all the graphs he was drawing in the book. And I go, oh, I get that. You know, um, 
but I don't get it anymore. But I did understand while I was reading the book. Anyway, those two golf balls in space, well, they're in space and they're in time, aren't they? They're in space-time, those two golf balls. Um, they, um, they are warping or putting a wrinkle in space-time just by their very existence in space-time. And that wrinkle that one golf ball is creating, that ripple in space-time, now they're interrupting space-time by just being there, you know? So uh, the ripple in space-time that one golf ball is uh, creating, a little bit like, you know, if you're, I, I, I like, maybe it's like when you're um, rowing a boat in the water and you're creating a little bit of a ripple. Okay, um, a wrinkle. <laughs> but it's three-dimensional, you know, the, the ripple that you leave in um, a boat, on the surface of the water at least, is two-dimensional. This is three-dimensional wrinkle in, not only in space, but in space-time. Okay, uh, ask Stephen Hawking. He's dead, good luck. Now, um, he lived a long time. I think he exceeded all expectations. He had motor neuron disease. Big deal. MND. Um, in, uh, I'm, a f I'm, I'm keen on my footy. You know? We have the big freeze every year. Neil Danaher. Uh, I went to school with him. And he, he's a champion for MND. He was in a higher class than me. But he was still, you know, we were still at school together. And, um, and uh, he um, is a champion for MND. Um, Stephen Hawking had MND. It knocks you off eventually. Anyway, so um, the two golf balls in space exert a force on each other. It's a gravitational force. And the best way to describe a gravitational force apparently is that it's an attraction caused by a disruption in space-time, okay? There's a smooth disruption, you know, as like a rowboat rather than a speedboat. It's a smooth disruption, I think. Um, it's not, it's not jumpy. It's not jumpy, you know. Um, in physics, things that are jumpy, <laughs> uh, you know, um, there, are, there is one sort of jumpy force, and, and uh, that's electromagnetic force. We haven't got onto that yet. We're still on gravity. That's a type of force too. Gravitational force is a kind of, it's not, it can't be broken up. It's very smooth, like honey, and, um, and it exerts, the force is just like, a wrinkle, you know, a very smooth wrinkle in space and time. And, uh, and that's how the golf ball, and that ripple in space caused by, and space time, caused by one golf ball um, is felt by the other golf ball. And the ripple in space time that the other golf ball is um, creating is felt by the first golf ball. And that's how, and the, the ripple effect um, is such, and I don't know how it works, but then again, I'm sure not many people do, um, is such that the golf balls are drawn to each other, attracted to each other. You know, 
it's like their their sexy smell you know um but it, it's a space-time ripple it's a kind of it's a kind of a trap it's a it's a sort of a type of attraction okay so um that's that you know that's how gravity works all right that's one type of fundamental force in nature now another type of fundamental force in nature is not so smooth and honey-like and that is electromagnetic force and I'll get onto that later Uh, and there are two others too so there are four you know another one is called the weak nuclear force and and that's a weakness in the in the in the atom you know a a weakness in the nucleus of an atom Um, you know protons and neutrons um, and there's a there's a fundamental sort of weakness in protons and neutrons and they tend to want to decay Um, and um, that's how we get radioactivity where you get a sort of complex atom and it breaks down into a simple into simpler atoms just just falls off starts falling apart you know that's how you get nuclear radiation because when they fall apart they give off radiation you know so uranium you know and i can't remember what it is 236 238 something like that 238 protons you know probably 230 whatever Uh, i lose track of all that stuff um but the point is um yeah i think i got that wrong but it doesn't matter um uh, there is a fundamental force in nature uh, that re- that describes, you know, because we were able to measure it, and so we theorise what it's called. Yeah, we call it radioactivity. Um, a fundamental force that uh, pulls nucleuses apart in the atom. You know. And makes atoms decay, fall apart, um, and that's just a force that people have noticed in the universe, and they call it radioactivity. And the reason they call it radioactivity because as the um, atoms fall apart, well, the nucleus of an atom falls apart. Um, as an atom falls apart, and this is you know the forces within the nucleus of an atom, um, they give off radiation. Um, and that's all Einstein, that stuff, you know, yeah. um, E equals MC squared and all that sort of stuff, you know, because um, when, um, for example, a nucleus in an atom falls apart, uh, the two, you know, if, it's, if, if it breaks apart, the two parts that broke apart, way less, uh, are less massive, have less mass, than the, the bigger one had in the first place. Now that's weird. Um, you should say, hang on, mass can't just disappear, can it? It actually can't, well, it can. Um, but where did the mass go? Hang on, the mass just, it didn't just disappear. Well, it got converted into energy because mass and energy are related. Um, so if, um, if, you know, uh, e equals mc squared, you know, if something, if, if the mass of an atom was whatever, X, you know, and after the, the weak nuclear forces pulled that atom into two different bits, and after that, 
the um, mass of that atom was Y kilograms. Um, it used to be X kilograms. Now it's Y, which is slightly less. You sort of say, oh, mass just disappeared from the universe. Uh, but what we do notice is um, a little bit of radiation, a burst of radiation is given off as it breaks apart. And that little burst of radiation is um, is the energy um, of that radiation came from the mass that was lost. So the mass that was lost was converted into that little burst of radiation and Einstein came up with a formula that um, described because he, 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 in his head maybe he measured the energy of um, the little burst of radiation and then he measured the mass that was lost in his head. I think he did all this stuff in his head. Uh, and, um, and then he divided one by the other. Yeah. He divided the energy by the mass and found that the energy divided by the mass was the speed of light squared. And then the whole world went, oh my goodness. You know, and that was amazing. Um, but we better not get into too much detail on that because even I don't understand it. Um, but the only thing that we need to sort of worry about for the purpose of this episode is that there is such a fundamental force in nature that we have measured, and that is called the weak nuclear force. And that is the force pulling that, um, pulling that, uh, the nucleus of an atom apart. And we can measure it, and it's different than any other type of force that we know. You know? Okay, so that's two forces, types of force we've got. We've got the force of gravity, which is kind of honey-like, smooth, you know? and, um, and just seems to be, lived, seems to be something about the way um, that mass in this universe warps space-time. That's one kind of force. And that warping of space-time tends to pull objects together, you know. So when I fell towards the Earth yesterday, that was due to a warp in space-time between my planet, Earth, and me. And the warp in space-time, uh, you know, it's like a, like a, a wrinkle opened up between me and the Earth, a wrinkle in space-time, and in no time at all, I covered the space between where I was standing and the ground. And then I was on the ground, rolling beautifully, because I know how to fall, because I'm not like your kid, lady. I did sport. Your kid just sits on the iPad, I just know it. And the reason you're so angry at me on social media is you know it too. <laughs> right, so, we have um, we have gravitational force. That's one type of fundamental force in the universe. We have another one called the weak nuclear force, which you know, causes nu- nuclei in um, atoms to fall apart. And then we've got another one which relates to, for example, electrons. You know, not the nucleus, but electrons. You know, the electrons that fly, you know, sort of flow around, you know, sort of exist around a, a nucleus in an atom, the negative charges, you know. Sometimes they break free and start flying along 
in a wire. <laughs> I'm actually looking at wires at the moment, you know, overhead um, electricity wires um, going to my house. I'm parked outside my house. And, um, all right, we've got electric, electric wires, you know, lots of them. My goodness, I've never really noticed how many, but we've got heaps of electricity wires uh, all over the place. I've got a, we've got a bloke living three doors down from us. He touched two of them once, and, uh, and it melted his brain uh, a little bit. He's not right. Um, you don't know where I live, so, you know, no one could track this back. But, um, yeah, he's, he's, not, he's no longer right. He used to work for the railways, and, um, and uh, he... Um, he was he, he, he hoards things. This is what happens when you melt your brain, and you know he's got all he's got two beds on his roof. Let's put it that way, um, and he's, he, he collects wood bits and pieces from around the suburb. He used to work for the railways, uh, but you know um, he's got a house that's worth a fortune, uh, but it's falling apart. And um, and one day he was he was sort of dragging a piece of fencing. Uh, along the footpath and I offered to help him you know and I said hey do you want me to um, help you and um, and he said get ripped you know that's exactly what he said get ripped I've never heard that one before and um, so I started calling him get ripped oh there's get ripped you know that, that was his nickname from then on you know which wasn't very nice poor guy I didn't know at the time we had only moved into the area I didn't know that he had touched two electric uh, wires at the railway yards, um, so I wasn't in a very um, charitable mood, you know, because I offered him um, uh, help. You know, I was new to the suburb at the time; it was like 13, fourteen years ago, and um, and he told me to get ripped, you know, and um, so I called him "Get Ripped," and I even and it's very naughty of me, but I told my children that his name is "Get Ripped." You know, they were only young then, and. Um, but then later, and I felt pretty bad, um, I found out that, um, that um, yeah, he had brain damage from touching two wires. We're going to get onto electromagnetic uh, radiation in a minute, which is a different type of force. You know, electrons flowing from one place to another and the forces they exert. Now, the, the, when he touched two wires, electrons were, f- or a whole lot of loose election, uh, elections, electrons, were flying through the wire, uh, freed electrons, you know, freed from the nuclei uh, that they used to live in, <laughs> all around, and uh, they were flying through, and he touched two wires, and I presume a whole lot of electrons um, went into his hand, you know, that was touching one wire, through his body and into the other hand, into the other wire, and electrocuted him, you know, but he didn't die, which is pretty amazing, or maybe he just touched one wire and he was touching a bit of, you know, the pole or something like that. Um, anyway, um, I found out after I'd been calling him Get Ripped for a while that he had in fact been electrocuted and then I felt bad because his brain had been melted. And um, so I said to the children, listen, you can't call him Get Ripped anymore. That was really rude. Uh, from now on, you call him Mr. Get Ripped, you know, just as a sign of... And, um, and, and that's what they call him to this day. So we have respect, you know. But there's another guy called... Um, oh, don't worry about another guy in our suburb. He's Mr Grumpy. But he told me 
to get effed one time, but for no reason at all, just walking past me. But he's got tattoos all over him. Yeah, so he must be a bad person because he's got tattoos all over him. <laughs> I'm on social media now. Yeah. I hope you don't take me seriously with some of these stories I tell. Well, that was, a, I mean, they're true stories, you know, uh, but, um, yeah, don't you judge me. Don't you judge me. You don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah, I might be being satirical. <laughs> you know I don't even know anyway so how many forces have we collected fundamental forces I'm at 51 minutes here and um, and this uh, the podcast can only handle an hour so I'll conclude in a minute but um, in this article that uh, I was reading you know I had been talking about forces in this podcast and suddenly here was an article and they're talking about the four fundamental forces of nature and they were Look, I'm just going to pull them all together now. Gravity, which is one. And it's a very honey-like, fluid, sort of um, you know, even kind of force. You know, exerts itself very evenly in the, in the universe. And um, by warping space-time. And then there's another one called a weak nuclear force, which is the thing that pulls atoms apart. Uh, sorry, pulls nuclei apart in an atom. You know, causes the nuclei to um, decay from one state to another. Oh, what that means is, you know, you've got a big uranium um, atom and it splits into two smaller atoms, you know, that sort of thing, you know. And that's due to a new fundamental, a second fundamental force in nature um, called the weak nuclear force. And then you've got a third type of... Um, force that exists in the universe that people have noticed and it's the one that is caused by an electric current and we have noticed and it's not gravity and it's not weak nuclear force it is actually um, a force that is exerted at a distance you know like gravity is exerted at a distance um, so if you've got a, uh, a bobby pin <laughs> near a, uh, a wire um, through which an electric current is running, electrons are flying along the electric wire, um, the bobby pin, which has a, a free electrons in it as well, will go, oh, I'm very attracted by that. And actually, the bobby pin will be, or uh, let's say a paperclip, the paperclip will be pulled towards that wire. Now, it's not being pulled by elect, uh, gravity. You know? There is a gravitational force existing between the wire and, um, and that paperclip, but that gravitational force is not strong enough to overcome the friction um, because the, um, the wire is kind of um, just above. It, the wire is, um, let's say I've got a, a little copper wire and I've got the copper wire lying on a wooden bench and there's a current running through it of three electrons and um, I've got a paperclip near it. Um, before I get the current running through the wire the paperclip is not moving towards that wire because the gravitational pull between the paperclip and the wire is tiny and it's not strong enough to overcome the friction that is being exerted on that paperclip um and on the wire too for that matter um to make the paperclip want to come towards the wire. Look, if both things were in space, they would eventually sort of collide. Okay, 
um, and come together, you know, due to gravitation or gravita- gravitational force. But as soon as I run a current through that wire, bang, the paperclip is pulled towards the wire. Or it's made to move anyway. Actually, I won't get into the way in which it moves. Uh, <laughs> no, no, whoa, whoa, stop right there. Um, no, it, it may not, not pulled towards it. It moves anyway, all right? Let's just say that it moves. I, I don't want to say where it moves because I can't remember. It moves somewhere. You electricians out there, you know. You know I forget what the, gravity, the, electro, the electromagnetic field looks like. All right, so that's another one. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get on electromagnetic, you know, so electricity running through a wire or, you know, something that's got all its electrons out of kilter in a magnet, you know, one way or another. Look, it depends where the electrons are and what they're doing as to where that paperclip is going to go or move or whatever. Okay, so look, just put that in your head. Electromagnetic force due to free electrons, negatively charged particles within, you know, a solid. Um, they exert a force. So we've got three now. We've got gravity, which is one type of force. Very different, completely different from electromagnetic magnetic force, which is another one, you know, due to free electrons. Um, gravity, you know, due just to the existence of matter in, um, in space and time. Um, that's one. Um, and then you've got another one, which is um, a weak nuclear force. So that's three so far. Electromagnetic force, weak nuclear force that causes nuclei to decay and give off radiation Um, it's a very quiet one it's just a quiet one and um, gravity three now there's one more and that's simply as far as I can tell called the strong force you know and and that is the force of you know um, nuclei have you know atoms and all that sort of stuff have well atoms as a whole exert on each other you know because atoms you know if you've got a hydrogen atom and an oxygen atom they 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 are strongly attracted to each other due to um due to the um the energy states of that they have and those forces can be really strong um in fact they're the forces that what that keep all the um you know, all the uh, atoms together in a solid, you know, they can be really strong, you know, like water molecules, you know, the forces there, if, um, if, if you're in a very cold temperature, can be so strong, ice is really strong, you know, the forces that are keeping all those atoms together are very strong, um, and um, they're called a strong force. So we've got four forces in summary. Four fundamental types of force in the universe. Um, so when I've been talking about force all this time, work equals force times distance and all that, I've just been talking about force as if it's a single thing. But there are four different types of force in the universe. Okay, so that's that. Just about finished. Okay, four types of force in nature that we know about. There might be others. Now, speaking of which... Those Hungarian scientists I mentioned ages ago in this um, episode, um, they reckon they found a fifth force. Now, people have been talking, people, you know, if, if, if scientists, if physicists ever find four forces in nature, you know, obviously people are going to start chattering, 
chatting about. I bet you there are five and six and seven, you know. So it's been long theorised that people will find a fifth force one day. And these Hungarian scientists reckon they've found it. I don't know whether they have or not. Maybe it's clickbait. Um, but they think they've found a fifth one. Um, because they detected something in the universe that couldn't be explained by the other four. Wow. They detected something that couldn't be explained by the other four. So they say that must be due to a fifth force that we don't know about. Now, physicists get very excited when they detect something that breaks all known rules because they know something's afoot. And these Hungarian scientists, I think, have gotten very excited. Um, and maybe they have found that elusive fifth, for, uh, fifth force in nature. I've run out of time. I've only got 12, 11, 10 seconds to go before this podcast chops itself off. So I'm going to have to stop there and talk about that later. 56, 57, 58, 59...